Listen up, real estate investors, entrepreneurs, and agents. You're in the right place. Unlocking the secrets to real estate investing and entrepreneurship. Welcome to the Titanium Vault, hosted by RJ Bates III. Here's RJ. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Titanium Vault. I'm your host, RJ Bates. Appreciate you tuning in. I know I've been absent for a couple of weeks, but we actually just moved into our brand new office here on Eagle Mountain Lake in Fort Worth, Texas. And just took a while for us to get set up and find where my new place is gonna be. This is a temporary solution. We, we don't really have anything set up in the room. We just got the white wall behind me, but you guys don't tune in because this is a fancy podcast. You tune in because of the content, the guests, and hopefully the help that it gives you in your business. Today's episode is called Stop Collaborating and Start Competing. That's kind of a controversial topic, right? It's usually the opposite of what people tell you to do, right? Everybody says, in order to have an abundance mindset, it's collaboration over competition. That's what everybody says, right? And I've said it for 30 years here on the podcast. That's all I've ever preached to you guys. So hopefully you stay tuned in, you listen to all of my points, and you don't think I've just lost my mind. But before we get too far in, I want to start by saying, remember, if you're listening on iTunes, stop what you're doing, pause it real quick. Give us a five-star review, okay? I'm willing to get our reviews up so we can get more people listening to the podcast, impact more people's lives. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Make sure you give this video a thumbs up and support the show. All right, on to today's topic. So first and foremost, ask yourself the question, why do you collaborate with other people? What does that actually mean? When people are saying collaboration over competition, why are they saying that, right? And, and then if you were to say, stop collaborating and start competing, why does that give me a scarcity mindset? Why does that immediately mean you don't have an abundance mindset? Is that just something that all of the gurus and leaders in our industry have said so often that it just became we believed it or do we actually truly believe those words so why do you collaborate is it because of lack of knowledge <clears throat> is it because of an inability to perform individually what is the main reason why you're doing it so Let's think about this. What are some of the ways in as an entrepreneur or as a real estate investor, or as a wholesaler, you can collaborate with other people, right? Well, first and foremost, there's sharing of knowledge, right? I mean, the podcasts, the YouTube channels, the Facebook groups, the mentorship programs, all of these things are ways that people are constantly giving back and finding ways to collaborate with each other, okay? I'm not saying any of those are bad, right? Obviously not. I'm sitting here right now on my podcast. This is episode 142, I believe. So clearly I believe in that form of collaboration, right? Um, but is, is that 
the only way that we collaborate or is joint venture partnerships doing deals together say i'm in a new market just like i was in the the 50-day challenge where i go get a deal in yuma arizona i've never dispoed a deal in yuma arizona i take a swing at it i try to dispo the deal it's a good deal the numbers line up but the buyers that i go out they they don't make offers that are good for us and so i reach out to a local investor in arizona they bring a buyer within six hours and we sell the deal and we join venture and we collaborated right and we made money now what i mean by that is is that was my inability to perform individually that's why i collaborated right there okay now where i want to circle this back around to Stop doing that and start competing. I'm not saying if you're in a position where you need to collaborate, you need to do a joint venture deal, you don't do that. What I'm saying is, is you don't make that your business plan. Don't get stuck in a, that's how we're always going to dispo our deals in Yuma, Arizona. You have to start competing at some point in time. That joint venture partner there, as much as they're lovely individuals, they don't care if I can pay the rent at my office. They don't care if I can pay the mortgage of my house or my car payments or if I take a vacation this year. What they cared about was, is you brought us a deal, RJ, and we were able to dispo it. That means we get 50% of the wholesale fee, right? Absolutely. And that's how we did the deal. And we both made money and we move on to the next deal, right? But as a company, what I need to do now is sit down and say, all right, well, we were able to acquire a deal in Yuma, Arizona. And then our disposition plan didn't work. And so we had to collaborate with somebody else. That cost us 50% of the potential profit that they could have brought us. That's a massive number. How do we eliminate that moving forward in the future? How do we become a better team, a better organization where we don't potentially give away 50% of the, the revenue, the gross profit? That's what I mean by stop collaborating and start competing. Find ways to be better as an organization. One of the examples I wanted to use here is back in pre-COVID days, when the NFL preseason would happen every year, right around late July, August, a lot of the, the NFL teams would merge their training camps together, okay? And, and they would have several days where they would practice and maybe even leading up to a preseason game where they would play each other, okay? Now, why would those teams do that? They wanted to see where they stacked up against another NFL team. Because it's one thing when you're, you're all alone every day, you're practicing by yourself, you feel like you're making great strides, you're improving, you're becoming a better team, getting closer to your goals. But they, they weren't actually competing against anybody yet, right? As a business, a small business, a wholesaling operation, a rehab operation, just any entrepreneur or small business, we're constantly competing against our competition every single day, right? 
And, and in the entrepreneur world, specifically in the real estate, single family real estate investor world, it's become such a cliche statement to say collaborate with each other, right? Well, are you ever stopping to look and see how your organization stacks up against the people you're collaborating with? Are you becoming better every day? Because again, like I said, does that, does that organization that you're collaborating with, do they actually care what happens to you on a day-to-day -day basis? Maybe personally, you know, on a friendly level, they do. They want you to be successful. But do they actually care that your cash flow is lining up, that your marketing expenses are covered, that your overhead costs are going to be covered? Highly unlikely. I, I, as many deals as I've JV'd and, and collaborated with other people on both sides, where people brought me deals, where I've brought them deals and I've asked for their help, I've never once had that in-depth conversation where I say, hey, I know you're making $8,000 on this deal. Is that, is that enough? Is that going to make a difference for you this month, this week? What was your cost per acquisitions on this deal? I don't ask those questions. I just say, this is the reality. You brought me the deal. I was able to move it for $16,000. That means you make eight and I make eight. That's how that conversation goes down. And that's where you have to have that competitive spirit to be better, to grow as an organization and say, what can we do so next time I don't have to rely on that person? I want to move myself more in a position where if I am going to collaborate with people, it's because they're bringing me the opportunity and I'm adding the value because I bettered my organization to be in that place. Does that make sense? I hope it does. One of the ways that you can do this as a small business owner is regularly tracking your KPIs. Okay. That's what kind of spurred today's podcast episode is as an organization, I'm sitting down with Elijah and Cassie and we're talking about where we are. And we noticed there was a trend here where there was deals where we were making less than our average wholesale fee. And we wanted to know why is that the case? And it was only in certain locations. And so the initial thought was, is maybe that market's not a good market for us. But seeing as I was in charge of those acquisitions, because of the 50 day challenge, I kind of pumped the brakes and said, whoa, hold on guys. These were good deals. Let's look at this a little bit more in depth. It wasn't because the market was bad. It wasn't because the, the numbers were skewed or off or anything like that. What happened was, is we were making 50% of the wholesale, the assignment fee, because we were having to collaborate and joint venture those deals on the disposition side. That's what was making the, those deals kind of skew our numbers there, right? Moving the average wholesale fee down and making it seem like, well, maybe we shouldn't go into a market like Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Maybe we shouldn't go into a market like Tulsa, Oklahoma. But then I'm going, hold on, we got three deals in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We got nine deals in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. This is a good market for us to do acquisitions. Are we sure 
that's the reason why. And then we we noticed, no, it's because we're joint venturing there because we're struggling dispositions or vice versa. Some of those were acquisitions brought to us and we were doing the dispositions. Okay, now that makes sense. Now we're going to track those KPIs and we're going to see, rerun those numbers. Now we were at, able to actually do the full process from start to finish. That's where we need to be better. As an organization, we now know where we need to improve to improve those numbers and get back to where we need to be to make the profit that we expect. Are you regularly tracking those KPIs? Are you analyzing your business or are you just celebrating because you sold the deal and money came in? Because I know that can happen, right? It feels good to move a deal, feels good when the check comes in, but at some point in time, you have to sit down and say, what was the missed opportunity? What was the opportunity cost there, right? We could have made $16,000, but we made eight. That's a big difference, a massive difference, especially when you extrapolate that over a year, two years, five years. If you're not sitting down and figuring out how you're going to get better as an organization and not make that your long-term business plan, that adds up to a lot of money. Shift your mindset from added opportunities versus missed potential profit. I wanna say that again. Shift your mindset from, because I collaborated with someone, this added an opportunity to me, to because I collaborated with somebody, I missed profit. I'm never gonna be the one that tells you, even though the, the title to today's podcast is a little bit misleading, maybe a little clickbaitish, to not join venture deals, to not collaborate with people. What I am gonna say is, is you gotta stop at some point in time and say, how can we improve how can I beat my competition? I want to be the best. And in order to be the best, we have to find that solution ourselves. What are we as entrepreneurs, as real estate investors, we're problem solvers, right? So if you're not solving the, the problem inside your own business, if you're not even realizing that this might be a problem, go back and look in the past 12 months. How many deals have you joined venture? If you split those 50-50, then times that amount by two and then realize what I'm talking about. Say you've done 10 joint venture deals this year. Your average wholesale fee is $10,000. That means you walked away with $50,000 and you gave someone else $50,000 because for whatever reason, you couldn't solve the problem. Or is it the other way around where you were the one that was solving the problem for those people? Those people couldn't solve their own problems, so they brought them to you and you JV'd them and it was additional profit. Now, you could sit there and you could say to yourself, hey, that's added opportunity. True, to a certain degree. The other aspect of it is, is you could have also acquired those deals. Why were you not the person that got in front of that seller? Why were you not the person that got that contract? If you were being leaned on to do dispositions, that means you're probably an expert inside that market. Just shift your mindset a little bit.
The ultimate goal of today's podcast is, is I want you to strive to be better. Be a better operator. Be a better entrepreneur. Be a better wholesaler, rehabber, whatever it is. Collaboration is amazing. We've been able to do so many deals with other people. But at some point in time, you have to sit down and run those numbers and truly think about the opportunity cost and the potential profit that was lost because of collaboration. Instead of sitting down and saying, hey, I'm going to compete. I'm going to fight as the owner of my business to be the best. And I want to solve all of the problems that we're supposed to. Just like we do when we go make big pops, 20, 30, 50, $100,000 wholesale fees. Usually the reason why they're that large is because you did it from start to finish. Acquisitions, dispositions, transaction coordination, everything involved with the deal, you did it from start to finish. Very rarely is that going to be because of a joint venture collaboration with someone else. I hope the message resonated with you guys. Hope I don't get roasted for, for saying I have a scarcity mindset because I don't. This is all about abundance for my team, for my organization. I want abundance for everybody in the room behind me. As much as I want abundance for everybody listening to this, that's why I do the podcast. That's why I'm preaching it to you. I want you to go acquire the deal and dispo the deal and keep all the money for yourself. Just like I want that for Titanium Investments. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, again, I remind you, if you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you can, make sure you leave us a five-star review. Remember, I only accept five-star reviews. If you want to give us something less than that, go find another podcast. They'll gladly accept your two- or three-star review. We only accept five stars here. Make sure if you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed. Hit the notifications bell. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Titanium Vault with your host, RJ Bates III. For more info and to stay up to date, visit www.podcast.thetitaniumvault.com and on facebook.com slash thetitaniumvault. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time on the Titanium Vault. <laughs>